If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I was handing his hard beast and I just jumped off the porch with dirty glove bastard. Stories, I got so many chapters, this shit will never end. All right, so we got my guy Heartbeats jumping hey, off the porch with us today, you man. You ain't got a heartbeat, you ain't breathing. Yes. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm feeling good. How you feeling today, bro? Hey, I'm in Atlanta. Anytime I'm in Atlanta, I feel good. Yeah, I got my people with me, so yeah. For sure, man. Yeah, man, go ahead and shout out your team. Shout out your people sitting up there with you, man. Wayne Grind is Laco, Hustle, Try the Man, Broadway Joe. This NFL big boy, he calls himself big boy fresh now, but I still call him NFL big boy. <laughs> we missing a couple. Uh, we got Mr. Black on the track, uh, Trill, and uh, Dub G, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Dub G. Sure. Shout out to Dub. My wife man, over there in the cut. Yeah. My Tom. wife over there in the cut, yeah. For sure, man. Yeah, so welcome, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Appreciate it. Everyone's a good spirit. For sure, for sure. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, man, we'll, we'll get into the heroes and all that first, man. But, you know, let's take it back. You know, doing my research, I didn't know you was from Oregon. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you you lived there till you were like 10, 11? or eleven? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, I got sent down here when I was eleven. Okay, so mm -hmm. sounds like a tough transition, man. Or was it not? Or <sighs> it was like night and day, to be honest with you, because <laughs> like even the slang, like I ain't know what nothing mean down here. Nothing, <laughs> like nothing. I was green because there ain't no slang up there, so. <laughs> I ain't know what the word ain't means, like nothing. For real? Yeah, I ain't know what nothing meant. Mm -mm. Somebody said, come, come and holler at you. I think they about to come yell at me. <laughs> I ain't know what nothing meant. So my cousin Shay, shout out to Shay. Uh, she, had to, she had to really show me the ropes. You know, For I was real? 11, 12 years old. Like, this mean this, that means this, this mean that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And what part of Mississippi did you land in? Picking you. Where is that at? Picking you is a, Picking you is the last, um, it's the last town in Mississippi before you hit the state line of Louisiana. So okay, okay. so right after us is um, Pearl River, <laughs> Slidell, then New Orleans. So we're like 15, 20 minutes away from New Orleans. Okay, so it's like small country town or super small. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Bender from there. Have okay. you ever heard of Jonathan Bender? Of course, yeah. yeah he, he holds a McDonald's All American record right now. That's, that's actually beast, how man. that's how I got started doing music. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so. He's your cousin, right? Yeah, my first cousin. Okay, okay. When I moved down here uh, with, to Mississippi in 96, he went pro in 99. Hmm. Yeah, so, like, I came down here, like, to the slums, bro, but, like, three years later, you know, he got drafted straight out of high school. Yeah. So, I ended up moving in with him. So, uh, oh, shit. Big change man. of pace man, right there. What? He would have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hard right there, man. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was my first little taste of music. Uh, what was crazy is Mac Main was one of his, uh, I ain't gonna say one of his artists, he was about to sign with us. So like the whole time, the little incubator period, the way he was deciding on if he was gonna sign, me and him were living together for like a year. You oh, know, sure. That's way before any of the young, young money stuff, any of that. And he still keep in contact, so you know, shout out to him for that. Yeah. Yeah, you just shared that post of like you and him in the background of uh, yeah, Soldier Slim. Yeah, uh, yeah. Soldier Slim, my cousin was, you know, like best friends so when i first started producing i kind of wanted i wanted to get some stuff to sold the slim oh, back yeah but 
I wasn't pressure yet. I had just started. You feel what I'm saying? So by the time I got good, he had not got killed. So yeah, I live slim, man. He was my yeah. favorite rapper back For then. Sure. Still one of mine. Yeah, I'm tapped in with the sun right now, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what, what inspired you to start making beats at first? Did you ever try rapping before that, or was did oh, you yeah, know beats? Oh right. yeah, it was. It was always. It was. It was always a lyrical thing before that. No, no, no. I started playing the piano first when okay. I was six. I taught myself how to play. My grandma had a piano in Oregon, uh, and so when she dropped it, when my mom dropped us all over there, I played it. You know, and uh, it just went from there. Just it grew. You know, and so when I moved down here, my my pops, or either my mom or my pops, one of them bought me another um, keyboard, and I started playing for a little church. And in the church yeah. was uh, they had a keyboard where. Uh, you can make a beat on it. I think I was like, I had to be every bit of maybe 16, 17. Okay. And uh, I, I tried to I tried to reproduce that that Mac murder murder kid. Yeah, kid. Yeah. I'm in church now. This after church, <laughs> and this the beat that I choose to make for some reason. Hopefully you're not singing along to it. But see, Mac Mac was a philosopher, a philosoph- philosophy rapper. He mm. rapped about philosophical topics. You feel me? Philosophical topics. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. How the fuck you say that shit? <laughs> but you feel me, yeah. So I looked up to that at the time. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So uh, I, it ain't like I was making like a murder track in church. It's just like the way he rapped, like it was real. You know, it was real music. So that's 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 how that came about. Yeah, he's one of the best lyricists yeah, ever what? from New Orleans. Huh? Matt go hard. I even tried to uh, I tried to hit him up one time and get him on my podcast, but for real, and he ain't be back. He gonna hit me back though. Yeah. Yeah. So were you a big fan of like No Limit Cash Money? Cause then you were so fan. close to the NO. Big, big, big fan. Uh, cash Money and No Limit. When I moved down here, it was like the biggest thing going on at the time. Oh yeah. So like hearing the Manny Fresh beats and the KLC beats, like you know, a lot of people don't know, I was shadowing up on the KLC mm-hmm. for yep. for a long time. Uh, he used to produce for my cousin. So that whole time, you know, I'm, that's that's the studio we going to. So I'm seeing. BG and Soda Slim recording their albums, you know, yes, we coming sir. in and catching that, you know, and I'm young, I'm 17, 18 years old, like, you know, this the life I want, you mm-hmm. feel me, so I ain't gonna lie, I, I quit school, I had a half a credit left. For real? <laughs> half a credit, I ain't even Like college back. or high school? High school. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was in New Orleans, I had went half down. Half a credit? You could have just showed Bro, I know, up. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> but see, the thing is, and this is what I advise kids, don't quit school, but if you do quit school, quit for a reason. You know what I'm saying? That way you know how to say philosophical correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? But yeah, yeah, so so I just stuck with mine. I ain't never got out of the studio since. Oh, like, I've been in the studio every day, except for me and my wife, Honeymoon. She brought me to Antigua, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you picked it. Did you try and bring the studio with you, though? Huh? Did you try and bring the studio with you, though? At, well, no, I ain't trying to bring it. Talking about to Antigua? Yeah. I tried to rent one. I tried to rent one out there. <laughs> I tried harder. So the closest thing we could do is we found a uh, photographer, and then we, we did a photo shoot. But okay. It wasn't no studio. Like, we, it put on some pictures of them. I ain't trying to talk about Antigua or nothing, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Let's just stick to the photography down there, man. So yeah. I ain't know how to use the equipment they had. Okay. Mm-hmm. So working under KLC, man, talk about that experience, how much game you learned uh, during that, that period. Man, one of, the, one of the biggest things I can remember is going to his mansion in Baton Rouge and walking in and seeing that wall he had with the plaques going all the way up to the oh, city. Shit. 
I could only imagine like how many 40 plaques going up. And this is what you see like when you walk in, uh, before you get to the studio or anything, or you just, I'm like, man, I, I could just imagine, you know, being in that position one day, you know. Uh, his mixing, his, the way he mixes beats, like, I hear it in mind, you know what I'm saying? That, that shit gotta be thumping a certain way, you know, just from being up on the hill. Uh, he really just set, set the standard for us down there, him and Manny Fresh. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you blessed to be able to, you know, get for that sure, for sure. to get yeah. that opportunity too, man. And they all still keep in contact with me. Even before the JDM and stuff. Like they were yeah. still mm -hmm. Yeah, so. So how long would you say it took you for you to kind of develop like, all right, this is what I want my sound to be? Was there a lot of experimenting early going on or No. I think whenever I started calling myself heartbeats. Hmm. Because my beats really do come from the heart. So that they're more melodic. You see what I'm saying? And of course I'm a piano player, so uh, they, they're not gonna be as aggressive all the time, which I can make, I make whatever, but the ones that represent me most is the ones I put my emotions into, and those are the heartbeats, those are the, you know, yeah. the melodic, you know, like, like you can almost feel how I'm feeling when I made that beat, whenever you hear it, you know, so. I think that's when I started tapping into it, like, when I noticed that people really like my melodic beats. Yeah. Like, they, they like to get crunk, but they really, you know, <laughs> they like to ride around and listen to some good music, too. You know what I'm saying? So, around by that time, I started just tapping in and really playing with the pianos and stuff more, you know. I bring a lot of blues into my tracks, too. Oh, absolutely. A lot yeah. of blues, yeah. yeah. Shout out to my daddy, that Johnny Tugler. <laughs> my daddy had a dump truck. He used to ride around listening to that Johnny Taylor in the dump truck. <laughs> The thing said, you call out Hall on the back. <laughs> 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 yeah, shout out to my pop, man. Yeah, so talk to us about working with Pimp C, man. Pimp, that was a crazy situation. So shout out to 17 uh, from Pash Christian. He, uh, he had came in, he bought some beats from me. He paid for some beats, paid for a whole album, and, and didn't pick out one beat. And I ain't hear from him no more for like a year, two years. Hmm. Just cash me out. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'll be back. I'm going to come pick him. So I guess he was doing his thing, you know, running his money up, getting ready for the push, the music push. And, uh... He came back like a year or two later and said, I'm ready. And he picked out his beats. And we put together uh, one of two albums that Pimp C has done, uh, Pimp C Presents, mm -hmm. which the first one was uh, Pimp C Presents, Boosie and Webby. The other one was Pimp C Presents 17. And I, I had all the tracks on that set for like maybe two or three. And then uh, me and Iceberg did a, a track for him called True Story, which was one of his most uh, controversial records right before he died. Yeah, yeah. So that that was cool though. We were with him about about six months, something okay. like that. Mm -hmm. But m most of the time I was down here though. Like I was still in Mississippi, like seventeen, and be out there with Pimp C all the time. And, you know, he'll bring Pimp C out here and do some shows and stuff. But you know, I, I'm always in the studio. Like I don't do the the playing part. Like I'm in the studio. Just <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep creating, man. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, that's that's how. It's not a lot of producers that's been able to cross over three generations mm -hmm. and still selling beats to the young niggas, old niggas, white, black, Chinese, it don't matter. Like I'm still, you feel what I'm saying? It, it, it's like if they ever had a 
an age limit or something like that, a barrier on this shit. I done broke that down, you feel me? Because I got 1,000 plus clients in Mississippi. So imagine if I wanted to move to Miami or one of you niggas city, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I could come over there and, and get some clientele. Like, we, we doing this in Mississippi now, you mm -hmm. feel me? So, J.D. Young blew right out of Mississippi. The studios in Mississippi that he going to, you feel me? You know? He from Bogue, but I'm saying like, you know, we made our magic in Mississippi, you yeah. feel me? Yeah. So talk about how that connection was made. <sighs> that shit go way back. <laughs> that shit go back to Goldmouth. They go back to Goldmouth. Goldmouth used to come record in my studio and he lived in Bogue and he was kind of, uh, I think that's Jay Cousin. And then, Goldmouth's cousin heard about, well, heard my recording and it was like, I want to record with him too. So uh, that's his name, Boona. He was a little closer to J.D. Younger. So I was recording Boona. And then J.D. Young was probably like seven or eight years old back then, like oh, wow. just a kid. Uh, and then, so once he grew up and started on the rap, uh, him and Scotty Kane was doing a, a tape together. And Boone called me and asked me, could I come down and record him? Mm -hmm. Because he, you know, that Scotty Kane was a more established artist mm -hmm. than what J.D. Younger was. And he just wanted a faster engineer. You know, Boone kind of, he records as well, but he does, you know, he ain't an engineer engineer. He just know how to record. So I came down there recording him, and Jay just fell in love with the recording. Mm -hmm. From that night, like every time, like call heartbeats, every time, every time. Then I had just came back from Atlanta. Staying with oh, yeah, this yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah. I was staying with this nigga. Came back from Atlanta. We was at a studio that he had out here in A. And um, I had moved down there. I was staying on my brother's couch, Bubba, and uh, youngster in Piggy Young. And he was like, uh, he called me. He was like, man, every time you come down here to record Jay, I'm going to pay you like 250 or something like that, mm -hmm. four hours. So what I would do is I, I, I'd go down and record him like three times a week. And take all that. I took all that money when I was staying on my brother's couch. I was taking that money and was building a studio in Hattiesburg. Okay. It took me like eight months to get it together, you know, because I was, man, I had just came from some crazy shit, you feel what I'm saying? So I was at my lowest at the time, you feel me? But I was at, at one of the points where, you know, I can't I can be like, man, I'm 28, 29. I could quit this shit and start something else, or I could just keep going. You feel what I'm saying? So I, 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 I Jay wasn't famous at the time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he had us coming down there. I'm spending, building a studio in Hattiesburg. It took about eight months. I opened it and told Jay, I can't come to Bogle to record you no more. <laughs> you got to come to me. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's dangerous down there, man. I just, I felt more safer, you know, in my spot. So that's how Jay ended up starting to come to my studio all the time. Okay. Just, yeah. So I, I didn't want to leave nobody out. That's why I wanted to, you know, yeah. That's the whole backstory of how all that stuff happened. Yeah. Gotcha. So did you see his potential way back then, or at what point did it start yeah, Jay to Jay was totally different. <laughs> Jay is, uh, Jay, he was a rapper for real, bro. Like, like a real life rapper. He didn't care about nothing else but rap for real. Like, if me and him could stay in the studio 24-7, seven days a week, I don't think Jay would have left and did other stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I don't, you don't see that in a lot of other artists right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was his creative process like? He gonna come in the studio. The first thing he gonna walk in and say is, "What you got from your heartbeat?" But it wasn't always like that. When I was just recording at first, yeah, let me get, get your story on that. At first, I was just recording. Mm -hmm. 
I had just came from Atlanta, so I wasn't making those type of beats. I was making Atlanta beats still. And I kind of was living up here for a couple years. But I'm recording him, he's starting to catch a little buzz in his hometown. Like, he's starting to get, you know, 40,000 views here, 30,000. I'm like, okay. Then one of them hit a million. Slide. Okay, yeah. I said, I need to, I need to make his beats. I need to get back <laughs> to that beat. Yeah. Like, right? cause I had, you know, I, I, made, I made the Y'all Better Not Fighting this bitch, the original one, not mm -hmm. the one that Trillin Entertainment stole from us, not that mm -hmm. one. The one with the, they took the old verse from Boosie and, and put it on a whole nother song just so they can try to sit on our song. Not that one, the original one, the one that had every club and still got every club rocking down there right now. Yeah, so when do you realize, right, this kid's a star, like he did his shit, everything's a million at this point. When he hit that million, when he hit that million on that slide, I started making his beats because I knew he, it was a better situation than going and trying to find rappers and be like, can I get on your album? Can I get on your album? Mm -hmm. can I, I'm talking about superstar, like superstar, because they don't do that. They already locked in with the situation like me and Jetty Young and Woods, you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, so when that slide hit the million, I started making his, his, uh, his, his style of beats. And then like a year later, I finally showed him one, Mud Brother. Okay, yeah. That was the first beat I ever showed Jetty Young. Like I didn't, I wasn't comfortable showing no other beats that whole year. After that, um, after I showed him that Mud Brothers, he rapped on it. I used it as a template, that beat as a template. That way I'm using the same drums, and all I got to do is change the sound, the melodies. I can use the same drums and just, you know, change the patterns. But I know he likes that, so I'm going to stick with that. Because <laughs> Mud Brothers hit for me, I had never had a million views on YouTube ever. All really? the BG stuff I did, the Pimp C stuff, anything I had done in the past, I had never hit a million views. <laughs> this thing hit four. Rocco, I ain't never hit it. So I was, so that's when I really started to see, yeah, he bruffing her, you know. So, oh yeah, back to your question. That's how the creative process started. Once I did that beat, every time he came to the studio after that, he would say, what you got for me, heartbeat? So it got to a point where, okay, I done made a few beats for him, but I don't have enough because he raps so much. <laughs> So I'm finna formulate the heroes. I had already started working on it in Atlanta, but I just hadn't got the core members yet. So I started listening to people's beats, what would fit best with J.D. Young and stuff like that. And I found these guys, and they just, but together we done racked on some placements, man. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, so Absolutely. we basically produced like 85% of this whole, you know, so that, that's how our creative process went. He walk in, what you got from your beats come listen to it. He, he basically thinks of four bars at a time in his head. Hmm. And then he gonna, he gonna record them, dub it, dub it again, dub it again. So I gotta line up each one of them dubs. <laughs> like four takes of everything. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna tell you another story. I, I used to didn't mix his music the way I want to mix it. I would mix it the way he wants it. He a funny little motherfucker, I ain't gonna lie, but Jay Young was a little funny, pinky little motherfucker. So, <laughs> I, just, I didn't want to go too far, so I wouldn't, I, I would just clean it up, basically, to where point it sound clear. But one time, he, he did a song called Dream On. You probably heard it before I had to motivate, motivate to get the um, Dream On, Team On, I forgot. So long, it was like four, five years ago. But my, my dog, MGM Mike Mike, was in the studio when he recorded that song. And he asked him, could he buy that song for him as well? So J.D. Young was like, I said it to you, I'm gonna still put it out on my project, give you a version for your project. Hmm. See what I'm saying? He was an up-and-coming artist at the time, MJ and Mike Mike. 
So I mixed the Mike Mike song with J.D. Younger the way I wanted it to, like the way I wanted it to, to, to sound. And I sent it to J.D. Younger. And he sent me back like 55 emojis, said do that to every one of my songs. For real? No. Yeah, so that, that's like what birthed that, that sound. Everybody, like if you're a real J.D. Young fan, they, they know what I'm talking about, that little sound, you know what I'm saying? That, that be on his voice when we record. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. So that's how it happened. Yeah, so once everything starts really taking off for him, like what, what type of conversations were you guys having like outside of the music at this point? What I try to do with Jay, I, I try to not get too, too, too personal in it. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I just didn't want nothing to fuck nothing up. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. I regret that, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you might do need to get a little personal with people, you know what I'm saying? But I, I didn't know, uh, you know, everybody was judging him on what he's saying, all that shit, all the time. I just wasn't ever into it, you know. I'm, I'm here to do one job, and that was record him, make his beats, and make sure that we elevate. Whatever he was doing as a youngster, I'm pretty sure everybody did. You know what I'm saying? It's just the fact that he's famous. You know what I'm saying? So it gets magnified. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I knew that eventually he would grow into the. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, we didn't have a chance. But I'm just saying. Yeah. But when he came back from jail, though, he was, he was, he was a whole other mind frame. Like, oh. yeah. He was got big and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jay would be busting ass. Right? I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you remember yeah. where you were at when you got the news that he had uh, passed away? He called me and said, man, uh, I think his exact words, I think Jay just got killed behind my super. That what you said? Oh, shit. Uh, I was supposed to be there. Jay had done. He had done paid me to come down Saturday. I went Saturday and picked up some money to, for me to record him at his um, spot. But uh, when I went down there and picked up the money, I was a little iffy about it. Because while I used to come record him, mind you, like I said, I hadn't came record him in years. While I used to come record him, I just, it just felt safe. It was somewhere I, I had been going for a long time. And in the area, uh, it was a little more chill. This particular place where I came and picked the money up from, it was right off a of main highway. Like the house is off a of main highway. And to me, that's just like a red flag right there. Like anybody, anybody want to do anything, they can do their business and just get on down. So uh, the deal was when they come down there, like Monday through Friday. Monday, I was supposed to get a haircut, and the lady stood me up, Chanel. Shout out to my uh, my barber. She stood me up. So I was gonna come Tuesday. When I went and picked up the money from Jay, I told my wife, I said, "Babe, I don't know about." I said, it just don't, that place where he's at don't sit right with me. It was a Saturday. And uh, she was like, you know, she always give her advice that she do. She always supportive, but basically tell me, you know, just go how you feel. So Tuesday, I got my hair cut. I had texted my daughter and said, tomorrow I'm gonna come get you. You're gonna ride with me to um, record J.D. Youngin. And uh, then I'm gonna take you to go get school clothes because it was right there, the slide is close to bowl or whatever. So 
Wednesday woke I woke up, I, I was like, I just man, then I I'm trying to kill two birds, one stone, bring my daughter shopping right after I record Jay. I was like, bring her in there. Like, if I feel this way, I don't need, you know what I'm saying? So I just didn't go. That night he hit me. It was later on in the evening, actually, not even at night. And said it happened. I'm like, man. That was a bad day, man. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Bad day, but I'm gonna be real with you, man. This this ain't the first time. Like, like I told you, Pimp C. Mm -hmm. And then uh Soldier Slim. My, young Mozzie, I was producing for him up here in Atlanta. Uh, Mr. Magic died on his way to my beat battle, right outside my city. Him and, him and Roy Jones was my special guest judges. I was producing the Body Headbangers Volume 2 at the time. And uh, him and his wife got into a car wreck. So it's like, every time I got my hands on something, then the y'all better not fighting this bitch, Trill, come steal it. I'm like, man, every time they get close, you feel me? Like, <laughs> that shit just be crazy. So when this happened, you know, I'm just used to it, bro. Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm not sad about it, but yeah, I just hate it keeps happening. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that shit get played out for real, for real. So what was it like putting together this latest album, then, considering he's not around for this? The last song we recorded was Goodbye. That, that single, that was the last song me and Jay ever recorded. Oh, wow. Yeah, how you leave without saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah, so um, a lot of that was um, songs before he went to prison, but some of it was right after he got out. And we still got more music that, he, uh, that he's done since he's been out of prison in them three weeks. But uh, it was cool. Poe po really picked out the songs. He always picked out the, the best songs. Like He did Forever 23 Part 1, which okay. was, I think, his biggest album to date. I did 14 out of 16 beats with me and the heroes. Uh, I think I had nine, they had five. And there's a couple other producers had, had one piece on them. And then um, this one right here, he, he basically did the same thing. He did 13 out of 16, or 12 out of 15, or something like that, yeah. But yeah, Poe just got that ear, man, I ain't gonna lie. Like, he just, Jay would pick out his lineups, and you know, you know how the young nigga shit is, man. He, he just wanna put that bus head music. <laughs> Show everybody, you feel me? But Poe is picking out real songs and that, that, that people was missing from J.D. Young that they really wanted to hear. And that's why the albums that Poe picked out did so well. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Poe, man, too. Poe changed, changed a lot of people's lives, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there a personal favorite song that you two uh, worked on, whether it's released or unreleased? <sighs> yeah. I like, uh, I don't know, it's so many though. Uh, that whole Forever 23 album, I ain't gonna lie. That it's baby, a classic, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's just a classic feel, that vibe, all that, like. Uh, I really like Purge and Rockstar a lot. That Purge beat was crazy how it came about. Me and Mr. Black was on, we just wanted to collab with TNT and Tego on a beat. Mm -hmm. And we sent them off, me and Black did a couple sounds. And then we sent it off to TNT and Tego, and they sent it back while while I was recording JD Younger. Oh, really? And so they was all in another room, like laughing. I mean, they play so much, <laughs> just a bunch of kids, and they laughing like, all loud and stuff in the other room. To beats though, like you know, freestyle and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, when they sent the beat back, I, I hit play, 
and it came on, and everybody in the room, off the, just the beat, was going crazy. Like the whole level of ampness that they would went up like time <laughs> 10. And I'm thinking in my head, okay, FG, shout out FG Famous, free FG Famous too. Yeah. I'm thinking FG Famous about to kill this beat, because he was there too. I said it sounded, to me it sounded more like an FG Famous beat. While everybody uh, bouncing, they all in the hooping house about level moment now. Jenny Young sneak, snuck in the booth, like, and quiet too. I didn't even know he was in there. I'm thinking he's still in the other room, right? So next thing I know, I hear him say, start it back over. <laughs> he was ready. He laid down that first eight bar. I said, oh yeah, that's a wrap. I'm talking about everybody was bouncing. They went up another 10 levels. <laughs> another 10 so Y'all knew this was a hit right I'm Instantly. Well, we didn't know 23 Island was a hit. I ain't gonna lie, we, we sat on that song for probably a year before we even put it out. That's it. Dot, dot, two. Uh, you, you don't really know. You could be sitting on your hit right now. You don't know. It, it, it could be in your computer. It's just, you gotta let them choose. For mm -hmm. real, for real. And the people just chose his music. Mm -hmm. That's it, man. Yep. So, Heroes Production Group, man. How long you been on these folks, man? Where you finding these people at? <laughs> man, these are my brothers now. I ain't gonna lie, I've been on them for my whole life now. <laughs> but now, um, I was recording an artist named Nove. Shout out Nove. This just just how crazy connections is, man. Help your people out. He he was um, you from her hometown, same place. Yeah. And she told me about a producer that she knew. Um, and uh, I said, send me some beats. She sent me the beats. I'm like, man, he was a kid. How old was he then? 19. Yeah, he was, he was in college or something? Yeah. For, uh, so he sent me a beat. I'm like, man, these things crystal clear. I don't know where I, I hadn't heard too many people had their beats clear at 19, like good <laughs> sounds. And I'm just like, yeah, bro, finna be part of the team. So I told him to reach out to him and, you know, send me some beats. And he, he sent me some, and J.D. Younger rapped on one of them at 23. It's called 23. It was on one of the first albums. And then he uh, turned around and rapped on Ops. Ops. No, no, not early morning. Ops was next. Ops was next. And then it went on to go gold or platinum. Went on. Yeah, so, so Nove, if Nove wouldn't have told me nothing about him, you know, those what I'm records wouldn't have He would have still went on to do it because his beats are so, but it just might have not been on the JD Younger path. You yeah. see what I'm saying? But yeah, um, I, well, I told you I met him through him. Yeah, this was one of the realest niggas in Atlanta, for real, for real. I follow that hustle. <laughs> I've been knowing him forever. He ain't never stopped. He one of them ones just like me. He, he was engineering and making beats back then. Like, Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. 
15 years I've been knowing him. Buddy went to um, school for engineering and production and um, and got hired on at my studio. So he got inducted in about 2020, what was that, 2020? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and crazy story. Twisted Genius, who is also a hero too. You see oh, what I'm real? saying? Yeah, yeah. I've been knowing okay. him like 10 years. Introduced me to him. Mm -hmm. We was all doing a cook up one day at the studio. All the heroes that was heroes at the time. <coughs> and Twisted had pulled up and uh, brought him. He didn't do nothing the whole time. He sat on the couch, just watching us staring, <laughs> laughing. Not, not even just laughing, like not laughing at us, but. In, a, in amusement, like he ain't seen like a lot of producers in one room just, you know, getting together and doing it. So I'm like, at the end when everybody left, he say, hey, you mind if I show you? You mind if I show you a few of mine? <laughs> Man, nigga played them beats. I was so mad at that. Are you supposed to be collabing with us the whole time? You sitting over on this couch all humble. You mind if, can I show you two or three of mine? <laughs> But yeah, nah, nah, nah. So yeah, it just became a fan. Mr. Black from my hometown and Trill had already had a couple of placements with J.D. Younger, but I wanted to get somebody like Trill from Thibodeau, Louisiana. I wanted to get like that hard down Louisiana sound. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. as much as we, we do Mississippi sound, <coughs> they, we could replicate a Louisiana sound. But they, he from there, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I, I wanted to get somebody actually from there, and that's true. Yeah. Dub G, I've been knowing him about 20 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's your thoughts on the music scene in Mississippi right now today? And, like, how would you describe, you know, it looks like finally getting some respect in the game these, these days, man. Mississippi, Mississippi music scene, to me, they're confused, man. Like, it's one, one day I'm recording it, me a young boy. The next day I'm recording Pooh Shyster. The next day I'm recording Key Glock. It's like, we don't have a central sound. You see what I'm saying? Like, um, they used to compare J.D. Younger to Youngboy a lot. But that's because they from the same place. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's just that culture over there. Like, I, I've lived in Louisiana, so I know a lot of people act like Youngboy before Youngboy even came around. You see what I'm saying? But to the outside world, just like here in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, you know, fuck nigga, you feel me? Like, way before the first nigga said fuck nigga on camera, you feel me? You feel me? That don't mean he came up with it and everybody else biting, you feel me? Because I think he was the first nigga I heard call nigga fuck nigga. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah oh, yeah, I cry every time I laugh too. That's the only time tears come in my eyes. I don't care if it's a little giggle. One small little giggle. The tears come out of my eyes every time. Nigga done been through a lot, boy, to be on this porch right there. Yes, it is. But yeah. Um, that's it. That's, that's the hero. It's like 20 more, but they not signed like to the actual hero's company. They just help us out. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, you also got the music group, though. You're starting to push some artists now, too, man. Well, I did an artist competition. Um, Twenty-three artists signed up, and and the guy who won had all tens across the board. J.D. Young had just passed, and I'm like, I, I gotta try to use some of these connects for you know my benefit. So we just you know we really at the very you know ground ground bottom level of it, but we you know working on it. His name is Shout Out O.T.S. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, yeah. Long, long course, OTS man. on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's dope too. He's got, yeah, I fuck sure. with the sound mm-hmm. too, man. He got a story too. Yeah. yeah. That's it. So it's a, you know, I got, um, you know, I'm, I'm signed to Cinematic, so uh, that that be, that's one of my crutches. I'm hoping, you know, if I get the numbers up, you know, I can just, yeah, you feel me, keep keep the shit going. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But of course, JD Young is irreplaceable. I ain't trying to replace him with anybody, but I don't want to go to ride. I ain't never been the one that calls like I'm trying to get on his album, his album, his album. I want to work it from the ground from the ground up. It just worked better for me that way. Yeah. I, I, I got everything I wanted in life. I was J.D. Young. Married, beautiful wedding, mansions, cars, the studio. My wife got a beautiful store in Hattiesburg. You feel what I'm saying? It's just off of, I ain't gonna say just J.D. Young, but just following your dreams, period. You know what I'm saying? And don't stop it. Like, don't stop, period. Yeah. You, don't know, you don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah. I see you guys got the podcast going strong, too. Right mm-hmm. now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, From the, the sandbox, is that what's called? Yep, yep. Okay. That's the, well, the sandbox is the artist part. Okay. So when I when I highlight an artist, I, I call it from the sandbox. You know, from the you know off the porch. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. But um, like when I bring a you know a bigger guest, it, it's just it's all the music playground. It's called the music playground. Okay, okay, yeah. gotcha. But but certain editions be the sandbox edition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Understood. It's going good. It's going good. It's just something to, something to do in the silk. It's not very many things to do in the silk, you know. Um, yeah, there's not many platforms for artists, that's for sure. Nah, not at all. You got to go out of town for it, for yeah. sure. And then the people who did have, like, a little, quote, unquote, like, position and shit, they don't see them folks. They don't come back and do it, hmm. you know. I, I ain't going to say they don't do nothing for their community, but I'm saying, like, I don't see nothing for nobody to go do. My studio is a whole vibe, bro. Like, that's why I got so many people to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you ain't did music, you want to come over to, like, for real. <laughs> it's a vibe, but I don't let them. It ain't no chill spot. But it'd be so many people that are, they'll just start doing music just because the way we made it look. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, you know, we, we end up really working. Shout out to my brother, too. My brother do gospel music and pop music. Okay. He's one of the best musicians I ever heard, Bailey Hinton. Yeah, a billboard producer too. Mm-hmm. Got to check him out, man. Yeah. yeah, he's super hard. He at the studio too. He got the A room downstairs. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I meant to ask you this earlier, man. Do you feel like engineers deserve publishing? Yes. <laughs> Better ask my wife. <laughs> she sitting beside me almost every session, boy. <laughs> say this, bro. Say that. Say that. Say this. Say it this way. But I ain't gonna lie to you, um. If they knew something about it, they probably could. Cause artists gonna be tripping, man. They just they, most of them just want to make the best song. Some of them do be tripping, you know. They be having the ego stuff, but most of the artists I deal with want me to be hands on in that manner. I promise you, but it's not a lot of them to be like, man, don't tell me nothing. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like they want me to, you know, if they stuck on a bar, I'm gonna throw them a bar before they even had to think about it. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Like I told you, I write too. I don't write for a lot of people in the industry. There's things that people don't know because I don't do a lot of interviews. I don't, I don't really care about the fame part. I told you I got everything. And I'm married. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? I go, the fuck? You feel me? So I'm, on, I'm here now because it ain't about me. I got a team. You feel me? My, my team got to grow. You feel what I'm saying? But. If it was just me, man, I'd still be in the studio, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be on this porch, you feel me? But yeah. 
Mm-hmm. What's some advice you would share to either an upcoming producer or upcoming engineer trying to get their foot in the game right now? Then? Producer? I don't see no way of having a long career without knowing some form of music. See, nowadays they got it to where anybody can make a beat. You could download these pianos out of this program and you could put these, some, sometimes the whole bass line is already done for you. You could import the bass line, put a snare, you don't have to do nothing. But that's only gonna last for so long. Not, not the technique of doing it, like you coming up with this stuff. It's only gonna last for so long, but if, to me, I feel like if you know an instrument, like you got endless melodies in your, in your head, you feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, my brother way better piano than me. He younger than me. He came up inspired by me. He don't have to worry about a melody, ever. You feel like he go trip and fall on the piano and hit a melody harder than, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like, the farther you go on the music side, the more you get the music, the more she gonna get back to you. I promise you that. And, and, and I'm a living testimony test because, like I said, but it's my third generation. They still beating that dough down, man. It's, you know, I'm third, I'll be 38 this year. I started doing music when I was 18, 17, something like that. Yeah, so that's a long time, bro. People still be hitting you up, and I'm still getting placements. I'm working on some, some big projects right now. You feel me? So big, big projects, too. Yeah. 20 years, still going strong, man. That's still a blessing right strong. there. Still going strong. Got to go. Got to go. J.D. Young really just took it worldwide. I get people from all over the world hitting me up, man. Like, And that's a blessing. But I've been that down where I'm at. I've been that for the longest. Like, I've been the man down there. You feel me? He just took it nationwide and worldwide. Mm -hmm. So 2023, what's the plans? What's some goals you got set for yourself for the rest of the year? Uh, to be honest with you, it's... My wife's store, Lawrence OTS, and we're gonna rack up some more placements too. But I don't have too many, uh, too many, too many things in front of those right now, cause I don't want to get overloaded. We working on a cartoon and a movie as well right now. <laughs> Bro got a book, he turned it into a movie too. It's called Loyalty, Love and Betrayal. Y'all can go get that on all platforms. So he turned it into a movie right now. And at the end of the year, once we get all those things, it don't. She just opened up the store. Uh, once we get everything on in cruise control, we gonna we gonna get into the uh, real estate stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's basically basically what 2023 gonna be. Gotcha, bro. Um, All right, heartbeats. You got a shout out you like to give before you wrap it up here, bro? Other than God, I think I shout out to everybody. Who? Oh yeah, heartbeat on the snacks. Heartbeat on the snacks. Heartbeats on the snacks. This nigga got a gang guy, he got jokes. <laughs> he got a gang gang. Yeah, man. Uh, nah, shout out to everybody, bro. 240, free 240. Shout out to Jonathan Bender for even considering. He heard the beat I made on, on the keyboard I brought home. He was home for All-Star Weekend, and I had made a beat on the keyboard. He heard it. He's like, you made that? I'm like, yeah. He said, man, I'm about to start a record label. He said, you gonna be my beat man. <laughs> and, I, and I promise he did just that. He went and bought a mansion in New Orleans, <laughs> put a studio in it with nothing. Only a studio, because I told you he was only home for the All-Star Weekend. He was in Indiana playing ball. Mm -hmm. I was still in school, you feel what I'm saying? He bought the mansion down there, put a studio in it, 
and um, dropped me off, and I never came Just back. And I never came. He used to call people, like, come bring me, like, some sandwiches and shit, but I'm teaching myself how to use all this shit in here. Shout out to him. Shout out to my grandma for going outside every time we playing the piano inside, sounding a mess. Instead of stopping us, she go outside and sit on the porch in 103-degree weather that I moved down here to Mississippi in. I had never heard of no weather like that before I moved down here. I remember sticking my head out the window. We had no AC in the car. So I wanted to get some cool air. That shit was still hot out there. <laughs> what the fuck y'all done brought me to? <laughs> nah, man, shout out to Mississippi, though, because really that made me who I am. Yeah, I was, I, like I said, I got sent to Mississippi, so if it wasn't for Mississippi, yeah, it, it wouldn't be no heartbeats for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got so many chapters, this shit'll never end. Heartbeats on the track. I'm a whole lot of shit, but I'd rather not.